Okay, so what, what, we do, what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about kindness. So, you know, kindness, you know, it's a nice subject, right? You know, it's, a, it's a, something we, we all know about, right? Something which is all about that. Now, what's this? What's, you, this here is what's called the QR code. So get your phones up. Slight interaction today. Today's sermon. Point your camera at that little square thing. If you need me to move, duck and dodge. If this works, and I hope it does, you should be taken to a Google search page for kindness images. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like a pop star. Everybody's pointing their phones at me. It's br- oh, no. <laughs> okay. You got it? Is it working? Great. So what you can see there is just, I just kind of felt like, you know, we get bombarded online, Instagram, Facebook, with just lots of messages to be kind. And you can see they're all nice pastel colors, nice positive messages, very heartwarming stuff. But it's just a sea, a flood of messaging which comes all the time. In fact, even outside this very room, uh, I saw that there's, uh, there's two messages of kindness uh, in, in the hall. So if you, go, if you go there, if you go upstairs, you'll see one there. Oh, there, there we are. There is one on the wall here. So you know, we, are, we are given, bombarded, be kind. Kindness is great. But do we actually think about it? What, what do we, is it just a word which kind of washes over us? And so today I wanted to have a little bit more of a kind of a look in terms of what, are we having trouble there, Malcolm? Are you not, sir? No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Malcolm is our technology lead. <laughs> oh, there we are. Saga <laughs> Tech Support is helping us out here. There we are. There we are. Fantastic. <laughs> Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> That there is a reason I'm using this as well, so it's not just for this particular bit, but that's good. <laughs> Shall we proceed? <laughs> is, uh, it's because you've got an iPhone. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> we're getting there, we're getting there. There we are. My it's, I know, it's like a reputation is uh, Mr. iPhone. <laughs> there we are. <laughs> Carry on. Okay, there we are. Okay, amen, amen. There we are. Good, good, good stuff. Okay, so what I wanted to do for us all was to kind of explore what kindness is, what it means, what the Bible says about kindness, because I think we do... A lot of the time, you know, it's one of those words we think, oh, yeah, yeah, let's be kind, it's a good thing, but we don't necessarily think too much about what it actually means. So what I'd like to do today is kind of go through that and investigate it a bit further and kind of take a bit more in-depth view of it. So let's go forward and see what the Bible says. I mean, for me, there are two key scriptures about this, Galatians 5, 22 to 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And 
yeah, good, <laughs> good solid description of the fruit of the Spirit there. So it's a core, core functionality about who we are. And in Colossians 3, 12 and 13, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And I think that second verse is really getting a bit more close to the nub of what uh, kindness is getting at. Let me just uh, get myself organized here. So, first of all, kindness isn't easy. Um, with all the stuff we've thrown at us, with our explanation, you think kindness is an expectation, and so it should be relatively straightforward. But <laughs> let me ask you a couple of things about relationships in which kindness is, um, can, can be a bit more challenging. Let's talk about, first of all, for those of us who are married. Um, <laughs> kindness in our marriages. <laughs> it's, it's a difficult thing, isn't it? Um, I was thinking about this subject, what I was going to preach uh, the last couple of weeks, and uh, of course I face challenges myself with this particular issue, as it always happens when you're about to teach on something. The Lord gives you practical examples in your life to help you to understand the subject in a deeper way. <laughs> exactly, confession time is coming up. So on the, uh, on the way to church last week, <laughs> we had a conversation uh, that involved some facts um, <laughs> that, um, that I felt were, that I felt that I perhaps knew better than my wife, uh, the, the, the certain facts, and I informed her that I knew better. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't do it in a particularly kind way, shall we say. <laughs> and the rest of the, uh, the rest of the journey was 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 somewhat uh, fraught. You know, we weren't. I, you know, and I knew that I'd done the wrong thing. You know, when you know you've done the wrong thing, and but you don't want to sort of get into it because the the cure is going to be more painful than the disease. So. Uh, <laughs> So, that's how I felt. And I definitely felt like, uh, you know, I wanted to justify myself. And kindness wasn't really in my, in my um, armory, shall we say. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking, how can I solve this problem with kindness? How can I solve this problem kindly? How can I be kind to my wife? Um, I was like, how can I be right? You know, <laughs> and, uh, for which I apologize. So, <laughs> but... Uh, but I'm sure that none of you can relate to my trials of kindness in, uh, <laughs> in, in relationships. So let's take another type of relationship that a lot of us are familiar with. Parenting. Our children. So, <laughs> so how, would you, how many would you, of you would say with your children that kindness comes naturally to them? <laughs> to them, to the children. Oh, oh there we are. Good sir. And was that, was that always the way? I think sometimes to, sorry, no, to, your to her detriment, she can be kind, okay. even when someone's not been kind to okay. her. Okay, that's a good point. But, but is, that, is that something that uh, was there from birth? Was she kind? Okay. I think, yeah, I think it's been in okay. her character. She's 
Oh, there we are. Okay. I think, I think thinking about it, yeah, it's always been there. Well, that's, that's amazingly... Stay there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So... <laughs> I think... Uh, I, I, so I, I'm going to use my own children here because they, they're my children. I can use them in a sermon illustration. But... Uh, <laughs> they're not here, and I, I've got control of the recording, so that's fine. <laughs> But I think, I think a lot of us will, reckon, will recognize that uh, our children will need guidance in being kind. Um, I don't know if you recall your school days, your time in uh, schools. You know, a lot, of, a lot of my interactions with my peers at school did not involve kindness. Uh, I can tell you that much, you know, without you know, any problems. And, you know, I, for me, uh, you know, going through school was a struggle because... Uh, I, I, I didn't receive kindness. I was getting uh, bullied a lot. Um, you know, and, and for me, children being innocent and sweet and gentle and loving, that wasn't my experience. Uh, you know, and I think, you know, I look at my own children, and that's something that we have to train them. We have to train them in being kind and considerate. It's not something which comes naturally to them. It's not something which is a given of you know, the character. It's something that we have to work hard on. You know, and it's, it's one of the sort of things, you know, be considerate of your brother, be considerate of your sister, you know, be kind. You know, so it's something we want them to be. We want our children to be kind. We want our children to experience kindness to them. You know, those things make an impact when we see it. <coughs> and we want our children to express kindness as well. And we, we, we are hurt when we don't see our children being treated kindly ourselves. You know, when we see that they're being treated unkindly, it hurts us. You know, so those are things we know, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Kindness isn't a straightforward given. You know, it's not, you know, <laughs> it's, you, do, you have to keep on training. You have to be, keep on being aware. And then let's just uh, take another example. So we've done, we've done um, marriages. We've done children. Let's talk about our friendships. Um, this one for me is particularly hard. Um, there are people... When they get in touch with me, I feel like I don't want to talk to you right now. <laughs> there are. And I, I don't like that about myself. I like, you know, there, are, there are some relationships we have, there are some friendships we have that we find difficult, that we want to run away with, that, 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 don't, that our, our reaction to them is not characterized by kindness. And yet... Those relationships are, are the ones where you know, we can make the most impact with kindness. I mean, the two examples I've given previously, the family and you know, our, our wives and our, our family, those are environments that we're kind of contained within. <laughs> you know, we, we, we're in there for the long term. That's a long haul. We have an incentive to be kind. We have an incentive to keep it running. With our friendships, sometimes that's a bit more of a loose commitment. You know, we can step away. We can lose friendships. We can kind of choose to step away from those things. But with friendships, it's a lot more important that perhaps we're more aware of how to be kind to those people, how to be kind in those relationships. Okay, so. So we talked about this. Kindness isn't simple. I think we've, ex- we've expressed that as well. <coughs> um. So kindness isn't necessarily simple or easy, even in our closest interactions. So let's go back to the scriptures. I think that's a, 
a good place to go back to once we've understood the importance and, well, not, not the, not, we haven't maybe touched on the importance, but let's talk about the, we talked about the difficulty of it. Let's talk about how we get that. So, so the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So kindness is described here as a fruit of the Spirit. So it's, you know, it's not something which is, yes, we're expected to have it as part of our character. It's something we have, but it's also a fruit of the Spirit. It's also something which is given to us by God which is quite interesting, really. I mean, for me, I'm, I can be quite a self-reliant guy. I can be like, I have the tools, give me the job. I will sort the problem out. But this is saying, you know, guess what? God, is, God will give these to you as well as, as a fruit of the Spirit which is within you. As Christians, you know, we have access to a lot of this stuff, and perhaps we don't even take that for granted, sometimes we, we, we sort of take that for granted or don't, don't realize that we have these tools, we have these resources that, uh, that are in us because we're Christians, that are ex ex accentuated, which are, you know, which are amplified uh, due to our relationship with God. So, and what does kindness involve? Let's take a little bit of a deeper dive into what the words that we could have associated with kindness would be. So I kind of had a look through this myself. So the, these are the kind of words which came uh, as an association for me, and also in terms of you know, just looking it up. Um, so we've got, what are the elements of kindness? Generosity, consideration, open-heartedness, mercy, compassion, warmth, concern, friendliness, <laughs> empathy, and gentleness. So suddenly, kindness becomes from, goes from a fairly simple word that we think we understand to something a lot deeper. All these, all these are fairly active, deep, involved you know, terms. I mean, how generous am I in my kindness? How considerate am I in my kindness? How open-hearted am I in my kindness? Does my kindness exhibit mercy? Does my kindness exhibit compassion and warmth? Do I have concern, friendliness, empathy, and gentleness? All these things are really part of what we can be when we talk about kindness. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a deep, deep subject. I just want to uh, touch briefly on uh, empathy here. I think, um, especially when we talk about kindness, we can, we can be quite shallow when we think we're being kind. We can just be like, oh, that's nice. And it's, we're, we're being more sympathetic than we are being empathetic. So this little link here, I will send this out separately, is a video. I, I didn't want to show it during, the, uh, during the, um, the sermon, but it's a video explaining the difference between empathy and sympathy, and it gives a really good explanation about the difference between the two. So I'll send this out again, I'll send out a link afterwards, but it's just, if you want to hop that now, it's a little YouTube video, and it sort of talks about, you know, what does it mean to be empathetic? What does it mean to kind of go in alongside somebody? And I think a lot of the core issues of empathy kind of cross over into kindness as well. So what does it mean to be kind? Uh, kindness has an impact. I want to uh, share something with you. So this 
is a shop in my parents' hometown where I grew up uh, called uh, Abbott's Angley, just not too far away from here. Uh, this shop used to be Dobson's. I couldn't find a picture of the actual shop it used to be. Uh, that's a what is there is some uh, combination of a, um, a, a financial services agency and a jeweler, I think, there. But it used to be a second-hand junk shop, basically a junk shop, you know, antiques, you know, furniture, knickknacks, this, that, you know, all those sort of, you know, that sort of, the sort of place you go into be absolutely jam-packed full of old stuff, something which would be absolutely fascinating to kids like me. So uh, I went, I used to go in there, I used to love it. The guy, the, the, the place was called Dobson's, because it was run by a guy called Dobson, Mr. Dobson. Um, now, I may have shared this, some of you may know this already, but um, I am dyspraxic, which means that I'm quite clumsy. So, references to bull in china shops. Uh, <laughs> definitely had a, a personal, uh, personal uh, relevance to me. And uh, my parents would always be like, whenever we went into anywhere with lots of china, they were like, just be super aware of yourself, keep your arms in, you know, well, and, and my wife still does that to me a little bit because she's aware, she's aware of my, my, my ability to knock into things or back into people or uh, specifically. Uh, but, uh, but this place, I, but I loved it because it was full of all this kind of interesting secondhand stuff. Yeah, it was great, it was great. And I remember one day I was in there and I think I was, must have been seven or eight, and I knocked over a glass like a glass vase, and it fell over and smashed on the ground. And I was, I was on my own as well. So I kind of went up there, my, my parents were, I, I was, and I was absolutely mortified. Yeah, I was, more, I, was, I was devastated. You know, I was like, here I am. I don't have the ability to pay for it. I've got no money. I've smashed something. I've, you know, <laughs> I've fulfilled all the, all the things my parents fear about me. Here I am, you know, in, in somebody's shop smashing the stuff. And um, I remember very clearly, Mr. Dobson came over. He said, um, he gave me, like a, I think it was a glass ashtray, gave me a glass ashtray. He said, there's a box, throw this in there and smash it. <laughs> I was like, okay. And I threw it in and smashed it. And he gave me another glass thing. And two or three glass, he just gave me two or three sort of glass objects from the shop and just basically told me, you, you go ahead and smash them. And it's, it, it was like, it was basically saying, don't worry, it's fine. Here's something, he saw how upset I was, he gave me something to do, and he kind of just made it, made it like a light thing. And that really, that act of kindness really touched me. You know, and I think it's the kindness things which happen in our lives which we remember the most in a lot of occasions. So if we think about our school days, who were the teachers we liked? Who were the teachers we remember? You know, obviously there were some who were amazing at teaching, but also it was the ones who were kind, who looked after us, who looked for our needs and took us, took us under their wings or sort of showed us kindness when we needed to, when we were in times of need. Or the nurses, do you remember the nurse at your, uh, at your school? You know? <laughs> I spent quite a lot of time at the nursing, as you can imagine. I fell over quite a lot, playing my knees, but, you know, kind teachers, kind nurses were 
definitely uh, the people I remember. Um, and I think, you know, so with our kindness, we can make impact. We can sort of do things which echo walk down, you know, for our next generation or even the generations afterwards. So how do we express kindness? So we, dis to we, we can be open to people's needs and also how we can address those needs. Uh, we can be aware of the situation around us. This is a big one for me. Um, you know, I can be quite busy. <laughs> uh, I, I, I do my day job. I do my photography as well on top of it. There's always something going on. Parenting, family. There's always stuff to, to, to capture my attention. But to go that little bit of an extra mile is important to, to find out what's going on, to be aware, to sort of reach out and see, and not just wait for things to come to me, but be actively aware of what's happening around me so I can reach out myself to help those who can, who can receive it. Uh, be ready to have unconditional positive regard. Um, this goes back to the sort of the friendship thing. I think sometimes we look at people's situations and we think, so own, you got yourself in that mess. And that might be true. You know what? That might be true. But at the same time, we can still be kind to those people. Doesn't, you know, there's a, there's a sign out there which says kindness doesn't cost anything. That's right. It doesn't cost anything. But it does. Because it costs you that vulnerability and humility to go out and be kind. To show that warmth. To, be, to have that positive regard for somebody, regardless of what they might have done to you or other people or whatever's out there. Kindness isn't, kindness isn't an excuse. It doesn't give an excuse to people. It gives them, but it gives them support and, gives them, and shows your love to them. And look for the dignity in others. So that kind of goes back to what I was just saying. You know, we look to how we can address people. And be nice. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of obvious, but sometimes we forget to be nice as well. We're, we can get so wrapped up in the justice or the, the mechanics of stuff that sometimes we just forget to be nice. I think um, a lot of my, I spent, um, I spent a few years um, as, a, as a head of operations uh, for customer services uh, in a, in a, public-facing organization. We were doing gift cards. And um, gosh, the complaints we used to get. And I, I'd always be the one at the end of the phone, because I, I was the manager. All the worst complaints would come to me. <laughs> Everything, you know. And I'll be honest, our product at the time was not good. And uh, <laughs> so there were plenty of complaints. And it involved money. So of course, people get very upset about money. But the thing which helped me do my job best was just being nice. <laughs> you know? And it's played a major benefit for me now into my current job. You know, I, I, you know, I, I'm doing a much different role. I'm, I'm, I'm talking to executives and project leaders. But the lessons I learned about being nice in that job really pay benefit for me now. And it's, 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 it's funny, actually, how much impact that kindness and niceness can have just on the people around you without even you realizing it when you've been trained in that, that way. 
So really, that's what I wanted to sort of bring to you today about kindness. It's quite a short message. I think, um, I, there's, but there's a couple of scriptures I wanted to sort of finish off on, just to kind of give a couple of examples. So there's Matthew 5, 38 to 42. So if I just uh, bring it up, bear with me. Matthew. Matthew 5, 38 to 42. So, which goes, you have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for a tooth. But I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If somebody strikes you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if somebody wants to sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. This is a, a challenging verse. You know, is this verse saying be stupid? No. Not saying be foolish? No. But it is, the core of this verse is about kindness. About having that heart which reaches out to people and responds to their needs. To their needs. You know, it's not saying, for, you know, it's not saying you know, help somebody to have a terrible life, you know, don't extend their problems, but if they have needs, you know, as, as kindness or response of kindness, we, we can help people. Um, and also, perhaps the, the, the most well-known example would be the parable of the Good Samaritan. You know, there's a guy, he sees a situation, has nothing to do with him, he's a Gentile, right? He's a, he's a Samaritan, not, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's anti the, uh, the guy there, and uh, he goes out, he, he spends time, spends money, does follow-up, uh, takes care of him, shows kindness. And the core of that is that, is that kind of that kindness that comes, comes from within. And I think, uh, <laughs> I was talking to, uh, to Malcolm about this on Wednesday, and uh, it's quite funny because, you know what, kindness can be used sometimes in other ways as well, and I think the Bible is quite funny. It, it kind of... But I love the Bible because it doesn't just t- give us things about all the positives, you know, and, uh, and all, the, all the very super, super well-motivated things. And uh, we were talking about uh, Proverbs 25, which is, it's, again, how kindness can impact people. So if we go to Proverbs 25, uh, Oops, Proverbs 25 and verses 21 to 22. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord (laughs) will reward you. So you know what? Even if you're not feeling it, kindness can have a great impact for you as well. So, <laughs> I love the Bible. I love it when you get, you get a little bit of extra, kind of a little bit of a slightly different angle on stuff. But, um, but yeah, so with that, that's the message for today. Um, and it really leads me into what we're doing today. 
which is uh, hopefully expressing our kindness uh, for the work that's being done in, uh, in Afghanistan with the Hope Community Center. Um, this project, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's close to my own heart because, uh, as, again, most of you will know, I went to Afghanistan myself a few years ago, 15 years ago, something like that. Something like that. Uh, a lot long enough ago now. Um, and the work in Afghanistan is, it's intense. You know, that, it, it's, it's, not a, it's not a safe country. It's not a, a country which is resourced by the government. It's not a country where, you know, it, it's, it's pretty much, a, <laughs> there's politics and war and uh, different, different sort of factions all fighting. It's a dangerous place. Uh, I mean, after, a few years after I went, it became so dangerous for foreign staff that we had to withdraw all our foreign staff out of Kabul. Um, and, you know, we've worked hard to make sure we can continue supporting this work. And we can see a small sample here of the, of the, of the guys, the men, who are getting, those, um, getting that training. And those, those are all important certificates, which are important over there. Um, so before we go into too much about the work, there's your link to make the, comment, to make the, uh, the donations, to make your uh, donation. And there's your little QR code there as well. So if you want to, do, if you, if you want to uh, take a, make a donation right now, you, you can do that. Use the code on the screen or your address. That'll take you to the Hope Worldwide UK donation page. Uh, there's a drop-down halfway down the page, which is the, which at the moment, when you go in, it says ODAP, but if you click on that, it'll go down as Afghanistan General on there. Choose that, and you can make your donation directly. I'll, again, send instructions out after the sermon, so if you want to make, your, make that contribution at home this afternoon or this evening, have some time to think about it, have some time to discuss it in your families, that's fine, but, I'll, but that's, that's, the, that's the location to do it. So, ooh. Missing, oh, there we are, that's good. <laughs> okay, so what are the people that are being helped here? So at the moment, a lot of the provinces outside Kabul are being controlled by well, Taliban forces. Uh, there's not much opportunity for employment. There's a lot of, a lot of the people are just working, I mean, occupations of rag picking. I mean, that is literally going out, picking up rags from the ground and trying to resell it on. That, that's a job. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine, if, I was to, if you were to say that as a job to somebody, they'd be like, oh, you mean in a recycling center? No, not like that. It's, it's out, on the, out in the refuse piles, out in the streets. Or small repair shops. So kind of, it's it's very kind of, it's just subsistence day-to-day -day living. The work that the community centre does in Kabul is to give training in both English and computer skills. And we talked a little bit about how that can impact people's income a couple of weeks ago. It makes a real intense difference. And these are guys who are coming in to support their families as well. So not just supporting themselves. This is to help provide money and support for the families who are back in the provinces. So again, giving that stability, giving that opportunity to move if they need to provide those, to provide those resources there. 
Um, this makes a massive impact where else. And, you know, since, and this particular part of the work in Afghanistan has been going from 2012. They've done 770 people. That's pretty intense. And right at the moment, there's 160 people enrolled. <coughs> I know we talked about they come from areas which are still, a lot of them come from areas which are still under Taliban control. So this is a real lifeline for the people. On top of this, because, you know, training 170 people isn't enough, uh, the guys go and do uh, winterization, what's called winterization support for local families. They go out, uh, give blankets, uh, clothing, food, uh, support them, mainly, mainly blankets and clothing, uh, to, to low-income families around the area, and they, they do a lot of it. it it's, it's quite impressive the work they do there. So let's talk about some facts. So these facts in and of themselves are fairly like, oh, okay. Let's compare it to the UK. So let's take a few examples here now. Where's the pointer? How do I get the pointer working? Oh, no, uh, that's the wrong one. Okay. Oh, there we are. Got it. There we are. Okay. That was, that's fairly bad, right? I mean, I'm going to be 45 in a month's time, as I've already said. <laughs> I'd be, you know, I'd, I'd be worried uh, if I was in Afghanistan right now. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Mulligan. Uh, literacy rate. In the UK, our literacy rate is 99%. In Afghanistan, it's less than 30 which, to be honest with you, I find that hard to actually comprehend because it's such a given here. You know, you learn to read and write. You have to learn to read and write. Think about all the things you can't do when you can't read and write. And, you know, we, we are making... And the stuff we're doing with, the, with this, with, with the Hope Community Centre, will have a direct benefit. It'll benefit those families because they have the resources to send their kids to school and had the resources to learn to read and write. Infant mortality. Uh, in the UK, it's 3.9 deaths per 1,000 births. In Afghanistan, it's 122 deaths per 1,000 births. It's a big difference. Unemployment. Yeah. Over a third of the people in, the, in Afghanistan are unemployed. It's, it, um, so, and you know, this whole day of vocational Education. So this is vocational education. So, so after our kind of end of end of sort of school age term, only, it says only six percent of people go into into any sort of education at all. In the UK, over forty percent to go into university. So we have an incredibly. That count, it doesn't even count. Yeah, exactly. And so it's the whole idea of kind of plowing back into the country the resources that will help them to build their country, build their families, build their careers. And the last one, for me, <laughs> only half of schools in Afghanistan have buildings. Wow. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, and that's now. And I remember, I remember driving in Afghanistan to this reservoir, and we drove past this tent UNICEF's tent, which was a school, a tent, open-sided, you know, no walls, just a tent. It was snowing. Um, 
Yeah. It's not like it doesn't snow in Afghanistan. It's not like it's not cold. It's not like it's, you know, it, it yeah. Half of the schools don't have buildings. It's crazy. But for us, we can help with that education. So in terms of, you know, the actual money, how does your money work? What does it go to? How does it, what's it actually used for? Out, out, um, well, Kabul itself is actually quite high. It's, it's almost a mile up in the air. So, but, so the rest of the country is kind of spread over. But, um, but yeah, good question. Yeah, flying into Kabul was quite interesting because you've got, you got to circle it. It does, absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> so I don't know if you can see this clearly. So 100 pounds will, uh, will take a student for six months for training. 1,080 pounds will support two staff. Uh, sorry, seven staff for a month. 450 is the office rent for a month. Sorry, 460 is the office rent for a month. 13,000 points is the overall running cost uh, for six months. Um, 1,900 pounds, that's the rent relation for 60 migrant families. So that's what we were talking about earlier, about giving those food, uh, giving those supplies and, and, and clothing. Uh, 500 pounds for recreation. You know, it's important that uh, we help them to, uh, to people to have it. It's not just all intensity, and then uh, 2,000 pounds of the training for the staff of the year. So you can see these are, you know, it's, it still costs money to help people out, even in, the, in a country where the, the expenses are, are smaller. So anything that you can give, and if you're able to give, will help, will, will go towards this, uh, this, these uh, needs. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for your support that you're, that you're giving us. And, uh, and that you continue to give. So I know this is uh, very important for the work out there. It's, um, Afghanistan is a place which is ebbing from people's awareness. Um, so it's, it's incredibly important for us to kind of show our support and be able to you know, give that as well. I was talking to Mark about, you know, the sort of the... Mark Timlin, sorry. Sorry, apologies. Mark Timlin, who kind of oversees the project uh, from Australia. I was talking to him on uh, WhatsApp the other day. Again, amazing technology. Talking to somebody on the other side of the world, clear as a bell. And at the same time, you're talking about a country which is kind of back 30, 40 years. You know? <laughs> and but he has a very clear vision. He wants to kind of get to a situation where they can continue to grow the program, make it more, uh, you know, continue to sort of support more people, uh, get more sort of health involvement, more mentoring, um, just make it to grow it. And to grow it with people from the country as well. Because we can't parachute in people from other nations, because we have to home, home grow that, those people and, that, and, and kind of get those there, that, it's, it's quite a big task. But there's that vision there to kind of make it grow. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear about what the plans are and, and what the vision is. And uh, I think for us to be able to contribute towards that, for us to be able to help do that, to be able to express our unkindness towards those uh, situations is, is a rule to our benefit as well. It's not just something we do because we should. It's something which helps us as well. Uh, in our hearts. So, uh, but again, I just want to continue thanking you uh, for your help and um, and your support. Thank you very much. Thanks, Leo. Yeah. Yeah.